Told y'all this was a movement. Taking up. I ain't believe You dig? Banked out. Banked out. The South, we getting banged up. Worldwide, we getting banged up. Yeah. Call up 917-889-8041. This the Bay Dye Radio Show. We controlling the globe, and we second to no one. Every time we emerge, we putting that work in. Bang Dye, do it for the culture. Then it's one love Wednesdays from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. with Tipsy the Trophy. And we keep making moves by Coastal. Got them suckers didn't believe, but I told you. Bang Dye about to be your household name. And Bang Dye mean when you pop more change. Keeping it real, we're gonna lick us. Hello, hell for Jess, so tune in when you better be. We getting fancy with Nancy on Thursday at 7 p.m. for making headspace therapy. Ballin' like Odell, shout out to Rochelle. Networking Saturdays, about to be your movie. Gotta go big, it's the only way to do it. This a conglomerate, we get into it. Can't forget Fridays, gotta be inspired with Linda H. While you ride on the interstate, we got Sundays with sunshine from 5 to 6. While you watching on your dinner plate, make sure to tune in and tap in with the movement. Cause it's about to go down. Shout out, discover this, captain of the mothership. If you ain't know, that you know now. Welcome to Therapy Thursdays, presented by Making Headspace and made possible by Banked Out Radio. Shout out to Andreas Cook for giving me this opportunity. If you don't know, my name is Nancy Cleveland. I'm a local community leader and philanthropist, and I love helping people find ways to make headspace. So each week I'll be discussing topics and exploring parks, businesses, and other resources that promote mental wellness in Macon, Georgia and the surrounding area in order to help reduce the stigma surrounding mental health. So let me tell you a little bit more about making headspace. First of all, I'm not a therapist at all. Um, When I was born, my mother had mental health problems and was addicted to drugs. But my uh, two aunts, her two sisters, older sisters, were able to adopt me when I was three. Um, I was actually taken by DFACS when I was two months, and I was in the foster care until I was three. And I was delivered to my aunts in the Bronx by Ms. June O'Neill, who is the executive director of the Mentors Project now, but worked for DFACS at the time. Um, And from that moment on, I grew up in the Bronx. And although I loved New York, I loved growing up there. I had positive experiences. I always like kind of felt like I wasn't writing the story I wanted for my life. Um, The things that I was experiencing and the places I was going um, did not mask the, the fact that my mom lived on the streets of Macon, Georgia. And so I eventually uh, returned to Macon about six years ago, and I did um, my best to figure out how to help my mom, and that ended up in me pretty much adopting her. Um, So I obtained adult legal guardianship of my mom um, around 2017, 
and um, I started getting more involved in the community um, once I was able to change the narrative of that story. Um, so uh, I worked at various jobs, uh, temp agencies and things like that when I first got to Macon, and I eventually land a really great opportunity with the Macon-Bibb County Parks and Recreation Department. Um, and um, in that role, I started um, an initiative called Park Prescriptions Macon Bibb County. Um, and I worked alongside Navison's Health, Healthy Communities um, to really try and get that program off the ground. And one of the first programs um, that we uh, brought through that initiative was Walk with the Doc. And um, one of the champions with Navison's team, Mary Hoey, um, really spearheaded this initiative and has kept it going um, for over a year now. And we're actually picking it back up this Saturday, um, November 7th. We'll be walking um, 9 a.m. in Central City Park. Um, and we do this alongside uh, um, Navison's Family Health Center with Dr. Strathers um, over off of Eisenhower, Eisenhower Parkway um, and his team. So please come check us out there. Um, but I say that to say... Um, from getting involved in park prescriptions and looking at different health statistic statistics um, in regards to Macon, I um, eventually went on to found Macon Headspace um, in May of 2020. And this was after receiving a $5,000 grant from 880 Cities Emerging City Champions Program. Um, 880 Cities is a nonprofit based in Toronto, Canada. And their mission is to improve the quality of life for people in cities by bringing citizens together to enhance mobility and public space so that together we can create a more vibrant, healthy, and equitable communities. So that was um, the, the purpose of the organization. And they initiated this program, Emerging City Champions, where they really invest in leaders around the nation um, to bring initiatives and programs to their cities that they think um, can bring change. So I applied for that grant and won for making Headspace. And my initial idea was to do a mental health pop-up gym. Um, this would allow people um, to try mental health resources, similar to how they might do a trial membership at a physical gym. Um, I had it planned um, to happen in May of 2020. Um, during Mental Health Awareness Month, it was going to be at um, 175 Culver Street, which is the Field of Hope, which was my um, co-champions um, park location, Stephen DeGeorge. Hey, Stephen, shout out to him. Um, and then COVID-19 hit. And so the pandemic prevented me from hosting an in-person event, but I still wanted to do something before the year was over so that um, the people that I was trying to help still got the resources. And that led me to launching the project online and I launched makingheadspace.com. Um, the website has a directory of local parks and mental health resources, as well as an interactive version of the park prescriptions um, America's Park Prescription um, Program, and the map is um, catered to Macon um, Bibbs Parks. 
I worked behind the scenes for a few years to get an MOU signed. Um, shout out to John with Park Prescriptions America who worked with me and Robert Walker from um, the Recreation Department who worked with me to get that signed by the mayor so that we could pull the parks from our um, county's GIS system and get them uploaded into their um, system. So when you go to makingheadspace.com uh, and look at the park prescription map, you're not only seeing um, parks in America, you're seeing local parks in Macon that you can go to. And when you click on these parks, they'll show you a picture of the park and the amenities there, activities there, and um, we hope to add more going forward. Um, and so I was not expecting to do anything online. Um, I thought I was just gonna have a pop-up gym and that would be the end of it. But I got a lot of traction to this website once I launched it on May 1st. And I was like, okay, let me keep going with it. So I then um, reached out to um, Todd Davis um, who filmed some fitness videos for me and um, Anthony Guy, who filmed some uh, meditation videos for me, and um, decided to edit that content and add it to the website, um, in addition to a few other things um, I'm working on. And in July, I collaborated with a local mental health clinic, the Southern Center for Choice Theory, um, with Ms. Gloria Cisse and Andrea Cook, and a tech company, um, what you call it, called Ham Tech Solutions, run by my good friend, Christelle. And uh, we launched the first ever Elevate Making Retreat. Um, and it was an online mental health symposium that featured online and in-person mental wellness activities, had um, multiple panels and speakers, a DJ, a paint and sit party, um, spoken word. I mean, it was just amazing. And it was really the brainchild of Christelle. And I was just really happy to be included and be able to work alongside these community partners to, to bring um, that event there um, to life. And it really um, aligned with the, the type of programming that I hope Making Headspace um, can continue partnering with. And um, it just, you know, created a space uh, that I think was really needed um, in the midst of COVID-19. And um, we'll definitely be doing that again um, as soon as we all can sit down and coordinate planning that. So, um also in July, I founded an entirely different nonprofit called Freedom for All. Um, and that was a 4K solidarity one rock run and walk, excuse me, on July 4th, um, where I really kind of wanted to present a different way for uh, Americans to commemorate July 4th and highlight racial injustice and senseless acts of gun violence, especially here in Macon. And so the whole event came together in just a month with the support of a great team. I had like 15 people all working on different committees to get this done. And it began at Rosa Park Square and we led participants through historic black landmarks and markers where they were able to scan QR codes and go to the Making Freedom for All website and read more information about some of these sites that we overlook on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and the length of the route um, also played a tribute to Ahmed Aubrey. And um, I really um, credit my experience with 
880 Cities and the Emerging City Champions program has given me the inspiration to kind of jump in and get Freedom for All done in the midst of the chaos with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and, you know, just so many other names. Um, and so that um, branch off of making Headspace Freedom for All I think kind of culminated like um, my vision for what I want to see in the world. And that's a racially equitable world um, that provides mental wellness resources to all. Um, so again, I'm not a therapist, but this um, Therapy Thursdays podcast will definitely explore therapy. It will explore my personal journey with therapy and it will, uh, you know, explore places like spas and um, laundry services, um, house cleaning services, and just different um, resources that I think could definitely come into play when you're um, trying to figure out ways to cope with your mental health or to improve your life. And there are just things that I wish I had access to or could easily put my finger on when I first got to make it and I couldn't. Um, so I just wanted to, to bring, to bring that when I didn't see it. Um, another thing I will probably be discussing, um, here and there on the podcast is statistics, <laughs> you know, this is real cause I'm stuttering, um, but statistics about mental health that I think a lot of people don't know. And, um, um, some of those, uh, statistics hopefully will get more localized um but for now i do want to share some that i found with um the mental health america and i i just want to share them because i think it also like gives you a frame of reference as to why i think mental health is so important for us to just talk about and to reduce the stigma about for it to be a normal conversation, a normal podcast that's not necessarily coming from a licensed professional, but from a person experiencing um, mental health concerns and a person whose family um, has experienced mental illness. And um, I just, you know, hope that this information and these resources help someone else um, like me. Uh So, um, the Mental Health America is a community-based nonprofit that addresses the needs of those living with mental illness and promotes overall mental health of all. So they do a lot of work um, studying and um, advocating and lobbying for mental health in America. And so some quick facts and statistics about mental health I wanted to share with you is nearly one in five adults will have a diagnosable mental health condition in any given year one in five um and 46 percent of americans meet the will meet the criteria for a diagnosable mental health condition sometime in their life half of those people will develop those conditions by the age of 14. okay so it's very common it happens to a lot of young people and almost half of us are going to meet the criteria to be diagnosed. Whether we get the help, whether we have access to the help, whether we seek the help, it are entirely different um, conversations. But that is what statistics say as of today. 
there are currently 44 million um, U.S. adults with mental illness, and that represents 18% of the U.S. population. But what I would like to say here is it's not necessarily just about the rise of mental illness um, as much as it's about a lack of training on mind management. And I really got that concept from attending um, a LeaderCast event where I was introduced to Dr. Caroline Leaf. And she really helped me understand that um, even if you aren't diagnosed with a mental illness, there will be some point in your life where you may experience depression, you may experience anxiety. And I think that COVID-19 and the pandemic that we're currently experiencing has definitely brought that to the forefront. And people who have never, ever experienced any type of um, mental health concerns were faced with um, isolation, stress, anxiety, um, fear of the unknown and everything, and finally thought and said to themselves, wow, this may be what it's like to live with a mental illness. And I think that it's important for us to capitalize on this time and this um, moment of understanding so that people can get the help they need and um, we can get policies in place and resources open that can really help people. Um, when you look at mental health conditions in specific populations, there are 17% of um, African-Americans uh, diagnosed with a mental illness. That's 6.8 million Americans. There are 15% of Latinx or Hispanic Americans living with a mental illness. That's 8.9 um, million Americans. And then you have 13% um, of Asian American and Pacific Islanders. That's 2.2 million Americans. And then you have 23% of Native American and Alaskan Natives, um, with that representing 830% of the population. And then um, there are 25% of people who identify with two or more races um, suffering from a mental illness. And um, people who identify as being two or more races are most likely to report any mental illness within the past year, um, uh, more than any other race or ethnic group. So uh, lastly, the LGBTQ community, 37% of individuals who identify as LGBTQIA um, pl plus have a mental illness, and that represents 3.9 million people. So there's two things I really want to um, go over right here. Like, firstly, Native Americans and Alaskan Americans, highest percent of any race or ethnic group, um, second highest, excuse me, percent of any race or ethnic group to report um, um, having a mental illness. And that represents 830,000 people. Okay, smallest population, one of the largest percents, and then LGBTQ and multiracial. This shows me that there's a lack of resources specifically addressing those communities. There's a lack of intent of getting resources to those communities, and they're suffering the most because of it. Um, and thinking about why I founded Freedom For All, I really want BIPOC people and LGBTQ plus people to have access to everything that um, 
the dominant race in our country has access to. Um, I really want all people to thrive in our country because we're all American and the better we all do, the better our country does. Um, I sit here, you know, on a day where we're still trying to figure out who our president is going to be. Um, but in a time where we're all thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly engaged and watching um, what's happening and, and we're stressed. Um, and, you know, it's ironic that um, November 4th, 2020 is National Stress Awareness Day. And, you know, there are so many um, polls that are taken and there's so much information out there, but I don't think we're, we're, we're really taking it in and realizing um, the significance of it. And I don't think we'll really understand um, how impactful this moment in time is going to be until many years later when they're studying it. Um, but there is a lot of reasons to be anxious out there. Um, the American Psychological Association said that 68% of Americans say that this election is a significant stressor. Um, we're still waiting for several states to come in, um, including Georgia, <laughs> Nevada, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania. Um, all those states are still counting, and we're on edge and we were already on edge for the pandemic. We were already on edge because of a multitude of things. So this is why we need to talk about our mental wellness. Um, this is why I found it making headspace. And this is why I'm putting my voice out there with the Therapy Thursdays podcast. And I'm going to work, do my best to improve as I go along and to give you guys, um, you know, resources that are helpful and, and to add, um, content based on your suggestions and questions and comments. So please feel free to, um, write comments on making headspace, Facebook page or IG page. Um, you can also, uh, contact us on the website, uh, makingheadspace.com. Let's connect, like, um, leave me a message Tell me what you want to hear, um, comment on this podcast, and just let me know. What I have planned coming is a more in-depth overview of the adult guardianship process. I'm going to sit down with a few lawyers um, who have been through the process and helped me through the process to give you more information about how to get that done. If that's something that can work for you, I'll be talking to friends who are in therapy right now and um, their experiences with therapy. I'll be um, interviewing therapists um, and those who can provide um, the actual um, help to you um, and organizations that provide those resources to our kids via the school um, district and um, you know whoever else I think can be a mental health resource. I'm really open um, to it all and I want people to see the, the, the vast array of what's available here in Macon. There's so much and if you need help it is here and um, I just want people to know about it and I just want it to be easy to find. 
You can also um, check out the local therapist map on makingheadspace.com. Um, I have them all listed on a map um, with um, Google Maps. You can click on it and get their website and phone number. Um, I am starting to list them by location and by specialty. Um, so just keep checking back for those updates and I'll be letting you guys know on my social media pages when I add those virtual workshops and group therapy sessions, art therapy sessions, the meditation, the fitness sessions and all of that. Um, so grow with me. Um, I'm going to close out by just giving you another statistic from the um, Mental Health of America. And this was the most shocking statistic for me. Um, when you, they looked at the access to care ranking, and this is for 2021. So they're looking at data from um, 2018 to 2019. Um, and I believe actually 2017 to 2019. And they're ranking um, who has how much access to mental health care within all of the states plus the District of Columbia. And access measures include access to insurance, access to treatment, quality and cost of insurance, access to special education, workforce availability, um, you know, students identify with emotional disturbance for an individualized education program, children with private insurance that did not cover mental emotional problems, um, uh, adults who did not receive um, a treatment, they're looking at all these different measurements. And when they look at that statistical data for access to care rankings, would you believe that Georgia is number 51 on the list? We are very last in the list. Okay, meaning if we had a higher number, like 1 to 13, that would indicate that our state provides relatively more access to insurance than mental health treatment. We're 51, saying that our state does not provide that. And we need to. We need multiple places to go treat our mental health. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Mental wellness should be as accessible as McDonald's. I'm not knocking McDonald's. That's an entirely different podcast, but it should be that accessible. And if there's only one or two providers or, you know, it's not something that's on the corner in every zip code, then it's not as accessible. (laughs) How many McDonald's are out there? How many mental health resources are there? Do you even know where they are? I mean, I'm not making this stuff up. You can drive around Macon and see that it's not there. So we definitely, definitely need more access to care. The state of Georgia needs to focus on that. And and it's very ironic. How did the state of Georgia end up last on the list for access to care when it used to be home to Central State Hospital, which at one time was, I think, the world's largest ever mental hospitals Um you know, definitely the state's largest, if not the world's. Um, It was closed. But I mean, come on, how did we go from having the largest state hospital for mental health to being the last on the list for access to mental health? We need to focus on that. We need to do better. Um, 
you know, Central Hospital was closed for various reasons, but that doesn't mean that we don't need to try again. And when I say that it was closed for various reasons, I'm saying that you can find a picture of 25,000 patients buried in unmarked graves throughout the hospital grounds. I'm saying that I think this, uh, this place pretty much is the reason why they created, um, uh, laws to stop people from just being able to put their family in, um, you know, institutions like this, which is why it was such a process for me to go through getting adult legal guardianship of my mom. So I'm not saying that they did right or well, but I'm saying we need to do something. Uh, We definitely need to do something. And that was right here in the central Georgia region. So we need to address that. I mean, where did the people go that got dismissed? Did we ever think about that? You know, how many generations later are we are we dealing with um, the offspring of some of the patients from that place spread out through the central Georgia area? And there's no resources to really address that. Come on now. Um, other statistics from the Mental Health America is 60% of youth with depression do not receive any mental health treatment. Even in states with the greatest access, one in three are going without treatment. 60% of youth with depression, that's going to turn into adults. Those people are going to turn into adults, excuse me, who may or may not address that issue or sadly our suicide rate is going up as well rates of suicidal ideation are highest among youth especially lgbtq um, youth in september 2020 and this is information coming from um the mha mha screening from january to september 2020 they have found over half of 11 to 17 year olds reported having thoughts of suicide or self-harm more than half or nearly every day of the previous two weeks. So from January to September 2020, 77,000 plus youth reported experiencing frequent suicidal ideation, including 27,000 plus LGBTQ plus youth. And these are just the ones that are going to take this screening. There's so many who are not even reporting it. So if the reports are that bad, think about the people who are not reporting it. More people are reporting frequent thoughts of suicide and self-harm than they have ever been recorded in the MHA pre- program since its launch in 2014. Since the COVID-19 pandemic began to spread rapidly in March 2020, over 178,000 people have reported frequent suicidal ideation. of people reported having thoughts of suicide more than half or nearly every day in September 2020. And and the thing that kills me is that we don't want to talk about this. That's not what social media is for. Social media has become a place um, where you're supposed to literally show your highlight reel, show yourself at your best, your flyest. And there are people out here suffering. We have to create a space where people feel comfortable letting you know that they're not okay, where people can easily access help, where people can get free help. Because when you're going through it, and I would say from personal experiences, when you're dealing with bouts of depression and you're low, the last thing you want to do is 
figure out how to find help and pay for the help. And it's hard enough just showing up. And so to ask people at that point to to deal with such a complicated system or better yet to look for something that's not even there is just, I don't know. It's just unnecessary in 2020. The data is here. Let's talk about it so that we can get solutions. Let's share what's already there and let's add to it because it's only going to help. It's only going to help. It's not going to hurt. So that's what making headspace is about. Um, and I thank you guys for listening. If you uh, tuned in, uh, I promise you I will um, be providing content that you will appreciate and that you will benefit from. And I believe that I will improve over time. So please feel free to give me comments and feedback. Um, I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. I'm nervous. Um You know, I dealt with a little bit of imposter syndrome. I was like, who am I to put out a podcast? Who am I not? (laughs) So I just am thankful for everyone that does support me and that is listening. And just tell me what you need to learn. Tell me what you want to hear. And I will bring that to you. Next week, I will be interviewing um, my friends and my line sister and my confident and my prayer warrior, and my so many things, Natasha Webb Prather. Um, I am talking to her about the adult guardianship process because a lot of people have asked me about that, and I want to share that content um, just as a place to start because that's where um, a lot of, uh, that's what a lot of people have um, heard about um, me adopting my mom. And I know people have reached out to me asking me how they do it. So I want to give you that information so you can maybe start that journey with your family and friends. And if you do, please let me know. Um, And um, again, just thank you for listening. You can um, listen to this podcast on Making Headspace's social media pages on Instagram and Facebook and on Banked Out uh, Radio's pages. Um, and, uh, just keep following us and liking us and uh, we'll keep, uh, giving you, uh, more. So thank you again for listening and have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Yeah. Told y'all this was a movement. Taking up. I ain't believe. You dig? Banked out. North to South, we getting banged up. Worldwide, we getting banged up. Yeah. Call up 917 889 8041. It's the Bang Die Radio Show. We controlling the globe, and we second to no one. Every time we emerge, we putting that work in Bang Die, do it for the culture. Then it's one love, we from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. We'll tip sheet the trophy. And we keep making moves by coastal. Got them suckers that believe what I told you. Bang Die, about to be your household name. And Bang Die, mean when your pop won't change. We keeping that real, we're gonna let you. Hello, hell for Jess, so tune in when you better be. We getting fancy with Nancy on Thursday at 7 p.m. for making headspace therapy. Falling like Odell, shout out to Rochelle. Networking Saturdays, about to be your movie. Gotta go big, it's the only way to do it. This a conglomerate, we getting to it. 
Kid Fridays, got to be inspired with Linda H. While you ride on the interstate, we got Sundays with sunshine from 5 to 6. While you watching on your dinner plate, make sure to tune in and tap in with the movement. Cause it's about to go down. Shout out, discover this. Captain of the mothership. If you ain't know that you know now.